Were you coaching to win tonight? Yes, I was coaching and win to win. Uh, yes, that was my decision solely. Let's go. Let's get into this. Big news already. The Eagles. You you bench hurts. You bench hurts. You get hurt. Is how I see it. How that's how that works. Did anyone see this coming? Because I didn't. I didn't think this was going to happen. The firing or the benching? The fire. Well, I understand so the, the benching. Ben- the firing. The benching is one year old now, right? So that story is about a year old. I guess we didn't, I didn't expect the firing. It depends on if you think the benching was just a unilateral decision by Peterson or if management told him to do it. Okay. So here's my thought process of how this whole thing happened. I think that management told him to bench Hurts, lose the game, save the pick. I think all of management wanted that but the team individual team did not. And I think because of the fact that the team did not, he lost the locker room and that's why management decided to pull the trigger. Personally, I personally, I feel like, yo, look, if you lost your locker room, what good is you as a coach? I mean, what you had miles Sanders going out there publicly and saying like, that was the wrong move. I mean, it's fine, but like, Cut Miles Sanders. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, that's I mean, you got Boston Scott. There was, multiple, there was multiple players that kind of got into it with him. They're like, yo, why are you losing this game on purpose? But you do think the ownership is the the side that directed the coach to make the benching? Yeah, I, I, I 100% believe that. Why else would you do that? So I also agree, but then why would they fire him now? I, I think they, there was no intent to fire him until they lost the team. The the team lost the players. It lost the fans. So now they got to do something to spark it up. I Which sucks for Peterson. If yeah. I was, if I was Doug Peterson, I would have been like, for the ones that were here a few years ago, look at your hand. You're welcome. But the ones that don't have it, look at my hand because you ain't got one. That's what I would say real quick to him. Because at the end of the day, it's about Super Bowls, right? That's all that matters, right? I would have been like, none of y'all were going to win a Super Bowl this year. None of y'all were good enough for that. I was that one year with Big Dick Nick. So get the fuck out of my face. Get out of my fucking locker room. It sucks, though, because he's following orders from his superior, from the owner of the franchise, and yet he still gets canned. Pete, you sound like you don't agree? No, I mean, I my, my thoughts are a little different in the sense of, yeah, I, I get all that. I, I agree that I think from the higher up, he was told to lose the game, do the benching, right? But I think what they didn't expect was what – transpired out of control from all the players from that where it got to the point where you know Carson Wentz was the first piece that was just already in the media then the rest of these guys came out so it got to the point where I forgot I was reading ESPN or whatever but Lurie basically was going over the last week or two just thinking about the future of the franchise uh and with everything the way it transpired he's like I don't think this guy has the vision anymore and let's say even if he has a vision, he doesn't have the support of every everyone on the team. Um, he left a bad taste in their mouth. So they basically said, you know, I've known him for 20 years. Um, I think he's a great guy, but he's, he's just not the guy that we think we can move forward with uh, turning the franchise around. Cause they, uh, I, I, sorry. Yeah, because basically they finished, what, 26th in scoring and 28th in passing yards, like 207 yards a game. Um, and they're looking for some, some switch up, something. They're, they're like, we can't go with this. I mean, half the team was like injured. The line was like decimated. And I would also argue who cares about the locker room? A lot of these guys aren't going to be here. This is not the locker room you would want moving forward because the team couldn't win. Like you couldn't win as a franchise. You need new blood in there anyway. Like 
Who yeah, are those guys? You can't lose the locker room. Like that's the one thing as a coach. Once you lose that, you lose all pull. Like there's no respect. You literally have to wipe out all 53 players and start from scratch, yeah. or else remnants of that dysfunction will continue on with the new players. Like wildfire, right? They'll just keep spreading that. Yeah. Right. Because the new players yeah. talk to the old players and the old players share what the experience has been, and then the new players get infected with that and, thought. And to, to, to that point, I think this is the right move because the opportunity to hire someone new that is up and coming and have that person groom your quarterback is, is going to be amazing for them. Personally, I always think that the Eagles, whenever they move on from a coach, the next coach that they've made is the right move for at least a period of time. Chip Kelly, when he came in, he had a winning season. Like he was killing it in the beginning. Now, the second uh after Chip Kelly, then they hired Doug Peterson, won a Super Bowl with him. I'm doing a bold prediction, and I think Andy Reid's guy is coming over here. Eric, Eric Bellini. How do you believe me? Yeah, I think he's coming. I think he's he's gonna come over here. He's a player's coach, and they're gonna kill it. I actually, I disagree, dude. I, I think Peterson was that coach. I think Peterson was the coach where they hired him and he was that lightning. He was that offensive guru. I think they made a big mistake. I bet I think, you Peterson, if he had a coaching job, or even if he's an offensive coordinator, he's going to be a steal. He's going to be a head coach, head coach, without a doubt. He should Who? be. He's a good Who? coach. Doug Peterson? Doug Peterson. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. He's not, no other, I don't think, I don't think he's lost any respect through the league. So he's he'll get hired. Exactly. And I think that if, I do still think that, like, if management wanted them to, like, lose that game, management should come into that locker room going, we told them to do it. It's that simple. Right. They should and have that, done that. And then you know what? who benefits from this? The Cowboys. Oh, sorry. The Washington football team and the Giants. Because that's a good coach that's leaving the division, and all three teams benefit. I agree with that 100%. I also think that it'd be hilarious if they hired Jason Garrett. <laughs> that'd be so funny. <laughs> they can have him. He sucks. I know. That'd be great. I, I'm uh-huh. hoping for it. Dude, I'm telling you, watch you out for coach. You have a coach tenting out in uh, Jerry Jones's house, <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Eric you you, Benini, you bro, don't like Mike McCarthy, do you? Uh, I, I'm not sold on him yet. I I I did like him coming in, but I didn't like how long of a deal that we gave him um, and locked him in for that length of tenure. Um, I'm not sold on him completely. Yeah, it happens. We'll see. So now one of the questions we have posed is what happens to Wentz, right? You have Hertz who basically played the last handful of games, um, but you have Wentz who's locked in on a contract. I forget what his numbers look like, but I think him and Jared Goff both signed the same offseason and they were both the one and two draft picks, right? The year that they came out. Um, what do you do with that contract? You have him locked in, but you spent a second round pick on Hertz and he looked, he looked good in the second half of the stretch of the season. I mean, I guess it's up to the new coaching staff. The coach, a new coaching staff can mend that relationship, I imagine, right? Like, I don't think that. I think Doug, he was he was done with Doug Peterson. I don't think he was done with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think the right staff comes. He doesn't want to leave. I think reports yeah. came out that he wants to stay. Yeah, but he wants to be the starter. I mean, and he, as he should be with that kind of money, right? I mean, I, I I honestly like. Then it's then the question is, if you keep Wentz, what do you do with Hurts? Well, that's the issue you create when you draft quarterbacks high within like a few, like even, even Kirk Cousins, who was not even a first, second or third round pick. He was a fourth round pick, but that still caused drama. A first and a second round pick are definitely going to cause drama. Yeah. So Carson Wentz, 
he is signed through 2024. Right. He's got the okay. four year 128 mil. But they also have a potential out in 2022. I don't know if that's a player option or a team option. Okay. Um, So at least another year, he has to be on the team. Yeah. I I don't think that they're going to move out of, like, he's going to stay on the team for next year, without a doubt. I think that the the reason why I don't think it's without a doubt, he probably is, but I think the thing is that I think there's going to be a lot of, like, quarterback movement this offseason with like Watson's like rumored because he wants out Wentz if Wentz wants out if like Stafford wants out if Matt Ryan wants out I think it could just be a quarterback shuffle like I think that like you could see Wentz end up on the Colts you could see Stafford end up on the Colts because what's gonna like we're gonna talk about this in a minute but what's gonna happen to the Colts Rivers is done like we know officially it's over right so but you you get how the salary cap works a little bit differently in football than the other major sports right when you move a guy who's got that much contract even if you can find a team to trade him with you take a huge cap hit and so your salary cap that you can use to buy players a bunch of it becomes dead like you can't his his cap hit this next year is 34 mil but it's for that one season right because 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 if it's out in the 2022 I mean, no, I'm talking about 2021. His cap hit is 34 mil. Yes. And if they were to cut him, his dead cap hit is 59 million. Yeah, they're not that's cutting insane. Him. Right? They, they can't cut him. That's yeah. not going to happen. They can't. Cu- they can't cut they him. Can't. You might as well have a backup quarterback if you got to eat up that money, anyways. But that's right? not, you but, might no, well- no, but but what happens if you trade him? You that dead cap is not 59 million. Still, is it? No, no, it's no. not. It's not. But there is. For someone to take on that money, I like want to pick that up, though. Yeah, you is. need someone. You need someone to be willing to pick up his contract. I, I think either I think Detroit or like That's the Colts. If you be. waive him, if you waive him and someone picks him off waivers, then they pick up the contract. But I think if you trade him, you take a, a cap hit. It, it, it depends. It's part of the negotiation of the trade. As part of the trade, you can either give the whole contract, you can take a portion of the contract, or you know. It is what it is. That's why when um, I forgot who it was, I think it was the Browns and Houston back in the day with Brock Osweiler when they did the trade. Yeah, the Texans gave a second round pick plus Brock Osweiler, so the other team could take on the full contract. <laughs> and they just had so, so much cap, and they had so much money in cap. They just cut them, and they're like, "All right, whatever. <laughs> it's just dead money. We're gonna pay out to get a second round pick." They they essentially just paid like $30 million for like a second round pick. So you have to find someone willing to take on his contract for a risk that he may not be the same guy that he used to be. Okay, here we go. You ready for this? Yes. Tell us. The team trading a player is pretty much treated the same as if they are releasing that player. The team is relieved of paying all future base salaries, but must still account for the bonus money that has already been paid to the player. The team acquiring the player has to take over the remaining contract, but doesn't have any liability for any bonus money previously paid. So that money, the bonus money is what goes against the cap, I guess, of the team moving the player off the books. Okay, so for his bonus money, his signing bonus for this year would be 3.2 3.2 million. His 10. roster bonus is 10 million and his option bonus is 6 million. So that's the total. Add those numbers up and you get the dead cap. You guys want, you want, okay, this is my hot take. 
Patriots make a move. 2022, they have the second most cap space as of right now. With, I mean, obviously it's a year away. They have effective cap. Effective cap space is 151 million as of right now with expiring contracts. Oh, you're talking about 2022? They'll yeah. make a move for him, not not this upcoming year. Uh, I just forgot what year we're. <laughs> I think they need it. I think oh, they wait. need to move the him. Patriots are third right now. 58 million in um, dead in open cap in 2021. And they need a quarterback. Cam's not coming back there. Let's be honest. He's not coming back they, there. They shouldn't want him back. He played yeah. awful. Yeah. So Wentz might be going there. I don't know, man. I don't know. Just We've had theories. this conversation before, but if I'm Washington, I'm open to it. No. no. I don't want Wentz. I don't want Wentz. We got Heineke. How oh, many quarterbacks we'll are y'all going to try to ruin? Let's be real. Heineke, we have not ruined yet. All right. But anyway.